0: Oh my god, I am, it's crazy. Uh, February is upon us, and now I finally feel like I'm in school, though I'm not really in school. Um, I don't know if I told y'all this, but one of my professors had a concussion, oh, so no. Oh, no. she's out on sick leave, so all of our other professors have kind of like stepped in and are taking over her class, so it's been really interesting. A lot of my stuff has become asynchronous. Um, But a lot of it's project-based, so I didn't really feel like I was in school for the first month. Now I kind of feel like I'm in school now. I just feel like I have a lot of stuff to research with no, like, real solid deadlines. And as a professional procrastinator, that is worrisome. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. School's been interesting. I'm just glad I'm not as busy as I was last semester.
1: That's always a thing, because... If there's one thing that oh. really is stressful, it's school. And I've realized that now after I graduated.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's school is just a lot. Why am I still in it? I mean, I'm not done yet. But <laughs> but yeah. Um welcome to the Commented podcast where we talk about movies, music, uh food. The weather, nature, our zodiac signs. I don't think we've done that yet. Um, But yeah, uh, we hope that you enjoy this podcast. As we start off on our new journey, but before we start off on that new journey, how has everybody been? What's your week been like? It's Uh, raining all
1: the time here right now. (laughs) Oh, for real. I was so pissed when I saw it was raining on Saturday again. I'm like, it's not raining all day, so I'm not as angry, but... Every mm. single Saturday and Sunday, it rains. And then, like, it'll be kind of sunny on, like, a Wednesday, like, a Monday through a Wednesday. And then the days I'm off, it's, like, just cloudy. And yeah. kind yeah. of... The
0: weather is... Yeah. We live in a state where it doesn't snow. Well, it'll snow, like, sometimes. And the whole city will shut down because <laughs> we live in the south. And we don't know what snow is. Um, But we're a rainy state. Yeah. And uh, it's been... Just it's just been wet. <laughs> I'm so glad we don't have to. Be, I don't have to be outside to uh to participate in the damp that is um our lovely little uh forest. Um, but what about you, uh, Corey? How's it been going? Uh, same
2: as usual. <laughs> like I don't have anything <laughs> going on right now aside from work. Once again, uh, usually when I come home from work, I watch TV and or play video games.
0: So it's been chill. That's good. Yeah.
3: Um, same, mostly. Um, just working Monday through Friday. Um, we're slowing down because the orders for the students are mostly done. Um, so not mostly done. We're still getting some orders in, but we the rush of the semester is over. So that's good. But um nothing much just watching a lot of shows. I'm watching still watching medium. I'm on season four episode like seven now and mm-hmm. it's still good. This show is it didn't have no business being this good. Um, I'm watching Mr. Queen still and I'm so excited that today and the last and tomorrow are the last two, but I'm sad that it's the last two because I love this show. I genuinely mm-hmm. love this show same
0: um, we need to schedule one yes. to record
3: tori isn't it amazing isn't it so good oh we didn't deserve I
0: right i haven't had a good like historical in a minute i feel like everybody got turned through a tur- uh, a tailwind last year so the content that we got was like eh on and off yeah this year i think everybody has gotten used to cobra precautions so um it's gonna be interesting I have started this, (laughs) well, it says 100 episodes on my drama list. It's only 50 episodes, but it's a weekend drama, and it's about birth secrets. Um, The main, to sum it up, basically, is this woman is a um, foster mother. She adopted three kids. She loves her three kids. She's, like, this incredibly nice woman who, like, runs this um, guest house. But uh, it seems like she kidnapped her first daughter. Um. And <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it seems like she kidnapped the first child from um, a house that she used to... From the neighbors of a house that she used to be a housemaid in when she was younger. And so now I'm just watching that story unfold. They've thrown in an amnesia plot with like a mis- miscellaneous character. I don't know where we're going with that, but yeah... That's been interesting. I'm watching that and I'm watching Mr. Queen. Also, I'm enjoying the serum championships. Uh the traditional Korean wrestling championships. The men are just um ridiculously dick for no reason. <laughs> so that's been like a little great distraction in the background. <clears throat> um, what is every I want to hear uh Marin go off on a tangent about this drama I recommended y'all, to you. <laughs> y'all, oh my god.
1: <laughs> so I've been watching last week. Corey um, said that there's this new drama going around called Love featuring divorce and marriage, which I already knew was whack from how long that title is.
0: So, the whole. That's point- the shorter version of it. Dude. Yeah. That's what the is the full version. version again? It's like love and marriage lyrics, something. Fe- it's it's like- ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Too much. And basically, the storyline follows three women and their marriages. And spoiler alert for anyone who's planning to watch this, I'm going to talk about everything that happens in this drama. Um, two of the men are cheating. um, one, And the other one, I don't know what is going on. If they're making all men, every single husband in there cheating, I'm going to be a little disappointed. But we know two of them are. So basically, we have one couple in which they've been together for, I don't know, I'll say like... Their daughter is twenty. Their youngest child is twelve. So I don't know how long they've actually been together. But husband comes up one day and he's like, "I want a divorce." And the wife is like, taken aback. She's like, "Why?" And he, she's like, "Give me a reason." And he's like, um, "I hate the way your patches smell. Um, I don't. Uh, being with one person for the rest of your life just doesn't seem right. And I'm just not, you know, like I'm not." he doesn't say like, he's basically saying that he's not in love with her anymore. He just doesn't want to be with her. Then we have another marriage in which this woman, she's older, but not like significantly older. I feel like she's at most three or five years older. And she, then her husband and the story starts off with them getting married. And then it goes a couple and then it cuts to present day and he's cheating. And the woman he's cheating with is pregnant. So she's pissed off about that. And, she's telling him that you need to you need to um end the relationship and he's like I can't end the relationship she's pregnant with my child what am i supposed to do so he goes to his mom and dad and's like mom dad help me out can i please divorce my wife he's too scared to do it he's honestly scared of her he's like I, you guys need to be on my side so that way i can be with my mistress and what yeah 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 he keeps going to mom and dad it's ridiculous <laughs> mom and dad are like we told you not to marry an older woman in the first place. And now you go off and have a mistress and she's pregnant and you want to divorce her. You can't do that. That's not right. And he's, he's kind of winning his mom um, on his side because his current wife, the older woman doesn't want to have a child. She's not interested in that. Doesn't want to do that. And she wants um grandkids, but now his mistress is pregnant. She's like, Oh my God. She's like, I'm going to be a grand, you know, like, I'm going to have grandkids. So he's kind of winning her over. Then we Mm. have main character story. Main character, which I I think they're the main couple of this whole thing. And, oh, God. The way, y'all, every single time this couple is on the screen, all they do is give each other compliments. I'm skipping through it. I skip two minutes (laughs) they're still giving each other compliments. Skip another minute, still doing compliments. Oh, my God. I'm like, he's like, he's like. He goes up to his wife and he's like, "Oh, there's no other woman like you. You're honestly so amazing. How was I lucky enough to find a woman like you?" And she's like, "Oh, you really think I'm amazing? I think I'm great too. But you're also a really amazing husband. You care for your family. You care for your parents. You love our daughter." Five minutes of this, y'all, like three times in an episode, and I'm tired of it. So I, Jesus it. Christ, yeah, it's honestly it makes me want to throw up. It's just so much. <laughs> so. um, His dad is married to this woman. His dad is, like, I'd say 80. And this woman is probably in her 50s. I'd say there has to be anywhere from, like, a 20 to a 30-year difference in their age. And she is really devoted to him. Like, does everything with him, does everything for him. He loves her, does everything for her. You know, they're a cute couple. But then you start noticing some things. You... The way... And... At first, you're like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna ignore it." And so, basically, um, the couple that I was saying that uh, compliments each other all the time—the husband likes to go swimming, and sometimes his stepmom comes to join him. So they'll go there at this hotel, and she'll just um, go swimming with him. And I noticed that she seemed a little, a little excited to go swimming with her stepson, but I, you know, I ignored it. And then. Um they go golfing and she's wearing she um she goes golfing with her husband, her stepson, which is and then her stepson's um wife. And she's in the locker room and she's putting on this like golfing outfit and she's like, Do you think this skirt is too short to her what's what what is she called? The the wife of her stepson. What is that related to her? What is
0: her stepdaughter-in-law?
1: Yeah, her stepdaughter in law. Her daughter-in-law. So and her daughter's like, it's like no, because you have a slender figure. It looks good on you, whatever. And they go golfing, and you can tell that she is just watching her stepson, like, looking him up and down. And I'm very uncomfortable uh, at this point. And so fast forward, she goes to the movies with her husband. He has a heart attack, and she does nothing at all to save him. Nothing at all. He's having a heart attack, and he is like, like... Trying she to get really didn't air. Let him die No, for oh, real. No. He's trying to get for Aries, like holding his chest and holding her arm. And then she just keeps staring at the movie as tears form in her eyes. She just keeps staring at the movie and ignores him. He dies. And she's not putting on this what is it? Facade about the word as if she's really uh. sad that he passed away. No, 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 no. No, she's not because now she now son and stepson comes and visits her all the time and she like her stepson comes up to her and he's like he's like are you eating now i will say he he he's good lucky for an older man and but that's still her stepson and she knew him when they were younger because he goes to visit her and um the maid i guess is like oh she's in the bathroom she'll be right with you and as he's like Pouring tea for himself. He has... He, like, thinks about, oh, what if she falls asleep in the... In the... um, Not falls asleep, but, like, faints in the bathtub. Maybe she's not going to be okay. So he goes in there. He's like, I'm going to walk in. And knocks the door and walks in. And she's there acting like she's going to faint. And... Oh, oh no. Yeah. And... Oh, my God. I was so uncomfortable with this scene. Because she's sitting there and... um. He's like, are you okay? Are you fine? She's like, he's like, did you faint? She's like, I kind of feel lightheaded, but I'm okay. And he's like, he feels the water. He's like, the water still is cold. Let me pour some more water for you. And she's in this bathtub just naked, y'all. And he's like, like, I don't know how to, like splashing the water, I guess, to get the warmer water closer to her. I'm like, boy, there's barely any soap (laughs) suds in this bathtub. I'm so uncomfortable with everything going on right now. And she's uh, the maid comes in and she's like, you have to go. And he is just reacting as if like he lost his father who she was married to. And so he thinks that she's like devastated. So he's simply there to take care of her. But she's on a whole other plan. Like he's like, let's go. um, Let's go to a cafe so you feel better. And she's like, "Okay, I don't know what I'm going to wear, but I'll find something. And he leaves. And the way she jumps from this bed to go find an outfit to wear. They go to a cafe oh. and he holds her hand. And he's like, it's going to be okay. You can be fine. You can be happy. And across the room, this woman uh, looks at them and takes a picture of them and sends it to his wife. And it's like, oh my is god, <laughs> it was like, if I didn't know, and if I was some stranger, I would have thought they were a couple. I was like, Oh girl, mind your business. What are you doing? But still. <laughs> so now like his wife is like a little confused. She's like, why Why is she the only one getting the um, the attention and everything? You lost a father. I lost a father-in-law. Our daughter lost a grandfather. Why is she the only one that's being taken care of? And he's like, so she's starting to get a little uncomfortable, but she doesn't realize that her mother-in-law, her stepmother-in-law wants her stepson. It's It's weird, y'all. I got to episode six and I was just, I was very uncomfortable with the
0: energy. How is this worse than what Twitter made it out to be? No. Because <laughs> I'd only see this no. on Twitter. <laughs>
1: oh my God, it's so bad. They were walking in the park and, up, and that's when you find out that they used to know each other when he was younger. I guess she used to work for their house or whatever. I don't know. Because she was like, when I was seven years old, God, it's, it's so weird when I say it. He was like, when I was seven years old, I never would like it. Um... When any of the other maids would bathe me, but when you bathed me, I was okay with it. Oh, and, wow. and he was like, and he was like, um, mother would never even. Uh, whenever my mom, his actual mom, would bathe me, she would just be um, nagging me about how can I be so dirty. But you would be so gentle and so nice. And then he was like, yeah, grooming. Like, <laughs> are we are we displaying grooming? And, and then he was like, when I was younger. You used to be the woman of my dreams. I'm like, sir, you cannot say this oh. to your stepmother. You cannot. You can't say it. And he is simply saying it as a way, what I think, to just make her feel better. And she's you can see it in her eyes and the way that she looks at him. That she is oh, okay. uh, taking it completely different.
0: Differently. Okay. okay. Yeah. This That's is... where I am uh no i don't understand i just because i'd only saw the tweets on twitter and i was like oh Marin, you you probably like this because this is mocked yeah <laughs> mess mess. Oh. Oh, oh Oh, my god Corey, did you already talk about what you were watching
2: no i haven't been
0: watching anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd be like that sometimes um um and um, other worldly news. Seeing all the footage from the insurrection, uh, was wild. Like, uh, I for those of you who don't know, Donald Trump's impeachment trial, is the second one, is happening right now in the United States. And so, um, earlier this week, uh, the Democrats went and pleaded their case. You know, showing all the evidence and whatnot. And you know, living through that day. And then, like, all of the follow-up. It was like, we were so close. We were so close. And the one event they talk about is the police officer, you know, leading the mob away from Congress. But I don't think we realized how close we were. And watching the footage just be like, two minutes before the mob entered, you know, staff was in the hallway. Like, yeah, (laughs) oh, wow. People going in one direction and running the other way because insurrectionists were in the building like it i was like we were real close to something much more traumatic happening than anybody i think realized yeah definitely So. so yeah but um yeah i mean the week's been kind of chill i'm excited i'm excited because today we are starting our new series called deconstructing disney now um, we will be watching every single Disney movie that's ever been made and going through them and talking about their histories um, and talking about interesting facts we found and our opinions on them. So, of course, we are going to start with the first Disney animated movie, uh, Snow White. Uh, Nia, I think you did most of the research for this part. Do you want to start off like with how this came about, Snow White, or just like, a little general info?
3: Yeah, sure. I don't mind. Um, so, I've kind of I've been super into like context and like the background of stuff. So, Snow White came out in 1937. Um, it was the first full length animated feature film ever. So, before this movie, people would only release shorts and like several companies existed. So, it wasn't just Disney making shorts. I forgot the names of the other companies, but a lot of them were just small individual artists. Um, like Betty Boop, Popeye. Those were all non-Disney famous cartoons. Um, but this was the first full-length movie um, to ever release. And a lot of adults at the time were like, people thought that adults wouldn't want to watch this movie, but it apparently <laughs> was the highest grossing movie of the year. And it received an honorary Oscar. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like recognizing it as a significant screen innovation, which I mean, I get it. I get that like it's it's innovative. It's a gorgeous film like we all saw it, it looks pretty. It's very pretty. It looks like a watercolor painting but yeah, it received a special Academy Award. Um, it took four years to make and um, then it was it grossed $8 million and I don't know the exact Money to inflation calculator that means it is, but I think it's like 300 million in today's money, which is a huge deal, yeah. Um, (laughs) for a film back then, because I was looking at some of the other films from that year, they made like a million, two million, like at the most, like three million, but nothing was like this. Um, and I have more drama, but I'll get to that later. (laughs) I don't know if (laughs) y'all want to just do a quick overview, but like the yeah. drama
0: about Disney uh, should come later yeah and so um, for our general sources we got this um, we got a YouTube video from Squirrels Bookshelf, an article from History.com, an article from Britannica by Lee Pethier I'm sorry I butchered your last name a New York uh, Times article by the Associated Press and a biography on com. Now, um, I guess we could just get, we could go ahead and just jump into the movie. Um, our thoughts. We decided to watch this movie together. We uh, did. We did watch this movie together, and it was the most boring <laughs> hour and 30 minutes that I have spent on the internet in a while.
3: <laughs> it was a news fest. Just it was... nothing happens. It's it was like so the movie boring. was
2: supposed to be. Uh, you can. I feel like it was supposed to originally be like a a short, like another mm-hmm. Disney short, but they wanted to make a full length movie, so they added useless scenes in there to make it long, like a six minute bath scene, Whoa, <laughs> six minutes Christ of baby singing. So singing, much film. for
0: about absolutely nothing. <laughs> we were singing about the absolutely entire. Nothing.
2: Yeah, and the entire plot of the movie is like literally in the first five minutes and the last five minutes between Whoa. the. That five
0: between those five minutes is just nothing
2: like literally nothing
0: happens it really is it's absolutely nothing it's so it's basically for those of you don't know about snow white basically snow white is the princess of this kingdom her stepmother is jealous of her because she's beautiful stepmama goes ask the mirror 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 on the wall who's the fairest of them all and up until snow white was 14 it was the queen but then snow white turned 14 and the queen was like "Uh uh-uh nah you gotta go kill her husband take her to the woods and bring me back her heart or whatever so the husband takes her to the woods uh, he tries to kill her, fails. She goes screaming off into the forest and this most dramatic, like, orchestra scene. And I was thinking about this while I had this on replay while I was, like, working earlier today. Like, the music for when she's running around the... I, I kept thinking about, like, how you would... How soundtracks are made in, like, the orchestra. Like, you have to really, like, record instruments and stuff like that. And I'm like, uh, orchestra sat there and just made the most dramatic... Like, oh my gosh, she's about to die in music, right? And so she gets into this forest. Um, the animals, animals, the animals help her and lead her to a cabin. And it's so funny because um, she, she falls on the ground. And there's a line that she goes, oh, I'm so sorry for making all this fuss because I was scared. I was like. Homegirl, you're running for your life. I think you if almost I'm running died. for my you almost died from an assassin. I'ma be screaming. Why can't she be screaming? Why is she apologizing for that? Anywho. Who is she so, apologizing
1: to? Who?
0: The animals. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the animals. She's apologizing to the animals for running around and screaming her head off because um, her stepmother almost had her assassinated. So Then she gets to this little house and she's all excited because it's a little small house and everything's small. So she starts cleaning, which she doesn't really clean. The animal's clean and she just sits there and sings. (laughs) And uh, in 14-year-old, true 14-year-old fashion, because I have to remember she's a child. And so then she gets tired. So she decides she's going to cook and then sleep. And then we have our little hi-ho music that goes on for like seven minutes long. And then the, the dwarf shows up and the dwarf's trying to get into... Trying to figure out who's in their house is probably the funniest part of this movie because it was, like, actual context and, like, actual, like, it was a long scene, but it made sense scene like, for the comic relief. And so they find her and they're like, oh, it's a beautiful princess. And I'm like, she's still committing death and squatting in your house. So, but, you know, I digress. And so they have this whole thing. She's like, "Oh, you're just so cute, little men." And I'm like, "These are grown men with white beards. Why is she infantilizing them?" But exactly. We'll get to that later. <laughs> like, we'll and she's a child, and they're grown she's, men. Like, um, she's four, woo, like, ooh. So she says she's gonna cook for them, and clean for them, and they're gonna let her stay there. And the, and what do they say as they leave? Because she's a child. Don't open the door for anyone. There's witches around here. But what does Snow White do? Open a door for somebody. Because her her stepmomma finds out because this tattletale mirror is this mirror, <laughs> Snitch. This mirror still told her, oh, but you're not the first of them all. The first of them all is, like, over there in their heel in the dwarf's house. It's like, why do you know her location, <laughs> sir? You didn't have to do all that. It's his job? Like, we didn't even get... It's not his <laughs> <laughs> Right? And so, uh... So then, uh, step goes down into her little lair and changes herself into a peasant. And I'm sitting here like, we could have got... we. This is one of the first Disney movies that I've watched in a while that didn't have uh antagonist singing. Like, she didn't have a song or nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So, we got her turning into, um um uh a, 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 I don't know, a peasant. She made the poison apple. She go find Snow White. I don't know why we had to see her go find Snow White. Like, we had to see her get in a boat and walk to where Snow White was. <laughs>
3: Right. I feel like they were just animating stuff to animate it. Like, y'all want to see somebody walk to somebody's house? Here you go. because
0: We can right. do that now. We can do that. <laughs> right. And so um, she gets to the house. Of course, Snow White is like, oh, what are you doing, old lady? And she entices her to eat the apple. She eats the apple. Um, and she passes out. until so the snow. the dwarves find her. They can't wake her up. They put her in a little crystal coffin the whole kingdom is sad because the whole kingdom finding out she was dead was off screen for some reason but then the prince who she met for two seconds at the beginning of the film showed up at the end of the film and um saved her kissed her dead body uh kissed her dead body and now she is awake and this is after we uh um after we chased the evil stepmother off a cliff when she falls and dies that was the most anticlimactic death in the world um but yeah so uh yeah that was that was snow white the short version uh it was boring as hell it felt like 3 hours that movie oh was so like i
3: know we're all going to talk about it in more in depth and rant and everything but like all the people who give it like, oh, this is so amazing. It's like, where's the plot? Like, what? where is this plot? Like, yes, yeah. it's pretty to look at, but where's the actual happenings? Where are the things? Exactly.
2: Like, you can, okay, like, everybody knows like, this movie was very innovative. innovative for its time. It's really beautiful. The music score is beautiful, but as far as plot, there isn't one. And then, like, there isn't even, like, a moral to the story. Like, what is this oh my teaching God. anyone? There's, no, there's right. no kind of lesson or anything in
0: there. Right. Like... and That that know? also begs the question. It's like, do we make children's stories? Do we have to have children's stories that have moral lessons? True. Or could it just been a story? That's also something interesting to think about. But, uh, yeah, I think we can go ahead and begin our very deep analysis y'all when we said we were going to do this i didn't think we we're going to have 12 pages worth of facts <laughs> <laughs> yes, i think mean. we're going to have 12 pages worth of facts but yeah um yeah you can finish off the general info section and talk okay. about the drama
3: okay so i haven't seen look backstory i haven't seen this was the first time i'd seen the movie in like at least a decade like i haven't Same. like i haven't snow white is never on anybody in my opinion I mean, somebody out there ha- may have Snow White on the top of their list, but when people talk about their favorite Disney movies, even from the old pics, like, I don't hear anybody be like, Snow White.
0: <laughs> if you um, say Snow White is your favorite Disney movie, I'm immediately thinking you're a boring person. I'm going to just put that out there. Right.
3: I like bland characters and a princess who, <laughs> like, and the thing is, what's crazy is that she's like the least interesting person in the story. Like, oh, it's her movie. And her and the prince have, like, the least interesting anything. Like, anyway, back to the, the backstory. Um, mm-hmm. Since this movie is in the 30s, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. The depression just happened. So it's like, I guess people are just happy to see anything. And, <laughs> and it's, like, an animated movie. So it's, like, it's really, really pretty. It looks like a watercolor painting. But just backstory, Disney was already a well-known figure in the film industry before this, so he had a lot of really famous shorts, like Goofy, Donald, and Mickey were already famous before Snow White happened, so it wasn't like Disney was like, what a nobody, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but a lot of the drama came from the fact that, like, the time that Hollywood was horrible for actors, like, if you were an early silent movie actor or just the beginning of color actor you weren't getting paid at all you were no you were not getting money like the lead actress um adriana caselotti she was paid 20 dollars a day and keep in mind yes that's like i guess a few hundred dollars but even that like you're playing for like a walt disney company like that already had successful shorts and they're paying you 20 dollars a day to do voice acting and she got $970 in total and zero credits. So she had zero rights to her likeness. She had oh, zero wow. control over anything. Disney just literally used her and was like, thank you, we're done here. Now we're going to go market and your didn't your likeness she forever. Not
2: even, didn't she not even know like what she was recording for?
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> in all oh, caps, geez. I literally wrote, Homegirl <laughs> didn't even know she was doing lines for a full-length movie. In her words, oh, quote, wow. they they had told me that it was going to be a little longer than their shorts, which were ten to twelve minutes. Imagine being bamboozled by Walt Disney, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I just need you to do this 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 role," and you're like, "Okay," and you're thinking it's going to be a short film, so it's like, "I know what I'm getting into." But how do you imagine the? I would feel so pissed if I'm the voice of a princess, the first princess, and I see that this is like. The big one of the biggest movies of all time, and it goes on to create a company. And I'm like, "You're not going to give me nothing. You're going to give me 970 dollars, and that's it." Scamming energy. Disney. Walt was scamming people (laughs) left and right, and we don't. Nobody (laughs) wants to talk about it. Oh, Walt's so great. Like, of course we think the ideas are great, but he those weren't even his ideas. And then he didn't pay folks like. Yeah,
2: many people have said this, but you can't make billions of dollars without stepping on other people. And this is a perfect example.
3: Exactly. And then what's sad too is like, even though she did, I'm not going to say she lived a terrible life, but like she had Disney wanted to, Mm -hmm. he tried to do this thing where he wanted to protect, quote unquote, whatever he called protecting the image of Snow White. So he wouldn't let her act. So he wouldn't let her do things like, you know if you're a big director you'll hire like a big name movie actor several times like mm-hmm. what do you call it tim burton will hire johnny depp for like five roles because he likes him yeah. and wants him to be like disney would never he never hired her back for anything because he wanted to quote unquote protect and keep the illusion
0: that snow white was this perfect princess it's like let the woman I'm sorry. work First of all, Snow White was so boring, you could have her, hired her. Nobody would have known. My second question is, did they draw Snow White to look like this actress?
3: No. I okay. think what happened, because I'm actually not 100% sure. I think they were just going off of... I know for later Disney movies, they would have people come in and just model and they would draw them, but I don't know what they did for this. So he may, I saw a picture of her. She has dark hair and she looks similar to Snow White. So they may have just exaggerated her figure, like her image. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. So I don't want to say for sure. Yes or no. But like, even if they didn't like it's her voice, like, her work, like, the fact that Disney wasn't even trying to give her any sort of ownership or co-ownership of that is, like, ah, that's just shady to me. Like, I know in the industry people be like, that happens all the time. You sign away your likeness. You sign away the, your rights. But it's, like, if she's going to be known for Snow White for the rest of her life, then, like, at least let her, like, make some money off of it, I you know? Say. Like,
1: you don't give her... You don't credit her, and you don't pay her, like
3: yeah. I mean, they paid her for the time, but they didn't pay yeah. her long money. Like they paid her a fee, a one time fee, and it's like I get it, but it's also like when the movie goes to make billions of dollars in the long run, like because the Snow White brand, the with the merchandise, the the DVDs, the VHSs, the Blu rays, they they they've making billion they've made billion dollars off Snow White, so it's like her her mm. children don't get anything, her grandkids don't get anything. It's like, mm, I don't like it. Gives me a bad right. taste.
0: Yeah, that's really Disney's garbage, but yeah. You know. And, then, <laughs> and like, it's... there yeah, was no
2: kind of copyright back then cuz I read that like the reason Walt Disney decided to make this movie was because when he was like 15, he saw the same, he literally saw the movie already as a side of the film. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's he crazy. He decided to make
0: it
3: animated. Wow. Just scamming.
0: Yeah. Scam. Um, yeah. So that's the drama. I decided to go look into the Grimm brothers, right? Cause I hear about the Grim brothers, especially being an English undergrad. We talk about the Grimm Brothers all the time. We talk about all their stories and all of that. So I wanted to know like where they came from. And I found this article on Literacy Worldwide by Adam Gidwitz. I'm sorry if I murdered your last name. but <laughs> um, So it talks about how the Grimm Brothers came about. So in 1806, the most famous folklorist in Germany was not the Grimm. Not named Grimm. His name was Clemens Bertanau. Bertanau who had just released a book of fairy tales. He was then introduced to two young brothers who had recently graduated from law school and found that their passions um, focused on folklore rather than law.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: so he asked them to come work with them and they said, cool. Um, and so they started writing down stories that they had been hearing from like all the different people and like, all over Germany. And so in 1810, um, the brothers sent 49 fairy tales to Brentano. Brandtau- Brentino. brentano brentano yeah um but this brentano but the stories weren't <clears throat> seen in for a hundred years um brentano then took them to a monastery and left them there what the uh f- <laughs> right i was like and so the quickly they realized that he wasn't gonna keep their promise of publishing their stories but since they were already scholars they had backup of their work you should always have backup of your work and so they published it on their own um, wow and so in 1812 uh they published their own and they didn't call them fairy tales they were actually called um children's and household tales, which is pronounced kin in germany i know i said that all wrong <laughs> i don't speak german uh but yes and so for the next 45 years they published seven editions of the book and then in 1870, not, not long after the brothers' death, the Grimm's fairy tales were incorporated into teaching co- curriculum in Parisia, Persia, um, Prussia. Prussia, there we go. I can't read today. By the turn of the century, the Tell's brothers' uh, Grimm had become the second best selling book in Germany behind only the Bible, a distinction wow. it still holds today, right? And the English-speaking world, it had become widely successful as well in 1900. The Daily Mail of London named it one of the 10 books all children must have.
2: I heard that there's so many revisions because they became more Christian as the years went on. So they like Mm. removed stuff from the stories that weren't like really Christian-like. For example, your own mother being jealous of you, they took that out and made it a stepmother because it wasn't very
0: Christian-like. Like that
3: makes a difference?
0: Uh, yeah, I know <laughs> I know it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't a big of a deal, but okay. Right, that's like. But it's like very interesting that their work was going to be like, either, um, this Brentown dude was either going to steal their work, or just wasn't going to publish it. Yeah, like, why wow. did you ask to hire them and then drop them off at a monastery? Like, that was- yeah, that's really interesting. But like, imagine if they didn't have backups of their work. That would right? been. Insane,
3: then the whole we literally that would be like a different timeline where oh, yeah. everything yeah, is, yeah, totally it really different.
2: would. Because I wonder, like, if we because their stories are not really original either, there's mm-hmm. other people way before the Grimm brothers who basically had different variations of their folktales. So I wonder if maybe there would be a different famous story collector, or maybe like the fairy tales just
0: wouldn't be, like, a huge
2: thing as they are now.
0: That's yeah, cause, Because even in this article, it talks about how these were just stories that they heard. And then yeah. they retold them. And they wow. were good at retelling them, which is why the books got popular. Exactly. So,
3: so really, they weren't the ones with the ideas. They just nope. were the writer-downers. No. Yeah.
2: And it's so I- crazy because for the longest time, because I've known about the Grimm's brothers since I was a kid. And I always thought that
3: they were the originators for all right, these stories. Same. But it's not them isn't that ironic it's like they wrote down and made money off copy written not copy written but already existing material disney made money off of their already written material which is already written. it's like a what do you call yeah. it like that that mirror where you look and it's like endless mirrors it's like a loop of just yeah. like everyone yeah. taking from everyone
0: yeah but it also makes sense that they weren't the originals because the stories are about a lot of the stories are like set in like way medieval times, and it's about princesses. And like, these had to be stories that were from decades ago or yeah. centuries ago, and they just kind of been handed down. And because our history is mostly told through oral and then eventually gets turned into books, right? Yeah, cause like the books, like the, with the creation of books, history changed because like stories could be added on to, um, re you know revisited and like retold differently orally Mm -hmm. but you could never like trace them down but now with books we have like a trace of where things were and so because the grim brothers were probably the first to like put all these stories in one place a lot of people think that they created them
3: question are did they was the reason disney chose their stories in particular and not like other myths and folktales is because theirs was public domain yeah, I feel like it's either that or it's just theirs is the most famous right, because actually.
2: they're not even the first to collect these stories. There, there's like oh, an they Italian. Aren't? No, so there's an Italian story collector from like the 1600s who literally has folklore's of like similar to like Rapunzel, Cinderella, Snow White, all of that in his own manuscript or whatever those kind of and anth- in his own anthology. Oh, and like, wow. his stuff you can tell that Grimm's brothers was like inspired or took some things from his stuff because especially like with Snow White, like the way they wrote theirs and the way he wrote his, it's like, there is some similarities in there that's just like too close. So I don't know. I don't know how to
0: describe it. Yes, I, also, I also wonder if it's because like, when we talk about immigration to like the larger part of the world, I feel like there's a lot of people that came from Germany to America and therefore, a lot of German stuff was then translated. Into oh, yeah, books. that's true. That's very oh, true. That's in- yeah, I forgot. So about that. that's why this story was their their books of stories was more famous. Also, because if you sell in books second to the Bible, like <laughs> <Yeah>. right, <laughs> your books are everywhere. I didn't know their Good, books were second sorry. to the Bible. Yeah. Oh, like it's like as famous as the Bible. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they're like the Bible sold the most copies during their time and then the second one was the Grimm. Oh wow. the Grimm Brothers. So like think about thinking about that and it's just like um also there are two white men, so there's that privilege <laughs> as well. Like right. nobody Like, when you think that the fact that these books came out in 1812, like, who else was going to go try to find the original after this? It's like, that's a lot of searching. And if you're not an archivist, you, like, I don't feel like going to find out if this was the source or not. 1812 seems long ago enough for it to be, like, the original. So, yeah, I'm wondering if it's, like, also, like, kind of lost in time. Like, if you're not interested in fairy tales, I don't think you would look past had, the Grimm brothers yeah, yeah like you wouldn't
3: go out of your way
0: yeah that's really interesting though yeah that's really really interesting so now that we've given you the grim brothers Nia do you want to retell the, the original story uh sure or did you I mean I can do it um yeah because I have a different version of it that I'll talk about so you could talk about the original since you wrote it out
3: oh I didn't write this out that was me oh who
0: wrote that <laughs> Oh, okay. Whoever wrote this out then. I assumed it was.
2: (laughs) Was it Marion? Because I didn't. Only thing I added to it was that first point. No, yeah, it was me. Yeah, okay, okay. All
1: right, Marion. That first point was you, Decoria, It says a mother cuts herself by accident and bleeds into pure white snow. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wrote that part because that's how the name came about.
1: Yeah, so basically um, Snow White's mother wishes that she can have a child that's as pale as snow, has blood red lips and inky black hair, and Snow White is born with all of those qualities. Um, So Snow White's mother in the original story, or at least the one I found, um, dies Mm -hmm. when she's born, and her father marries a new woman who becomes a new queen. And she's kind of, what's the word? Um, vain vain yes so she really cares about her beauty and wants to be fairest of them all which she was until snow white turned seven and when the queen asked um the magic mirror uh mirror mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all the mirror basically said that it was snow white now so the the queen decides that that's not acceptable and uh, gets a huntsman to kill snow white for her um, and tells him to take her to the woods and that he wants the huntsman to bring Snow White's heart as proof, um, her, well, her lungs and liver as proof that she's dead. The, snow, the huntsman takes Snow White out to the woods and he can't kill her, so he just tells, and because Snow White begs and he, she's like, I will never come back, please don't kill me. And so he lets her run into the woods and thinks that the creatures in there would kill her instead. He um, finds a boar, kills it, and brings it to the queen, and um, passes it off as um, Snow White's uh, lungs and liver. And so the queen has it cooked, and she eats it, thinking that's the last of Snow White. Which
0: that is cannibal. Um, cannibal. Cannibalism. <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> <Like, laughs> that's.
1: Like, that's yeah. yeah I <laughs> oh, think she's ahead. eating this seven-year-old's heart. Like no wonder that I mean, it, this, this woman is, is crazy. crazy.
2: yeah I think they I think I heard that like basically the reason why that was in the original story is because (laughs) like back then it was supposed to be assumed or hinted at that the queen practiced witchcraft
0: oh yeah also Mm -hmm. in this the version that I read it says it was her lungs and liver and that Disney changed it to her heart Okay. So, that's interesting as well, because, like, lungs and liver? How are you supposed to know that? Anyway. <laughs>
3: she Right? It's like, let me find a huntsman who's also a doctor on the side. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Snow White uh, runs through the woods
1: until she uh, finds a dwarf's house. Um, I might be cutting through a lot, but she just finds... She uh, gets into the dwarf's house, um, obviously happy that she's not dead and has found some place to sleep. So, she sleeps on the dwarf's beds, which now... Her being seven makes sense compared to the film because I wouldn't think because mm-hmm. in the film she looks older and she's sleeping across three beds, but I'm assuming if she's seven and small in the story, she fits on one bed. Um, yeah. Right. And so the dwarfs um come back to the house, uh see the see Snow White sleeping and
3: think that she's so beautiful and just let her sleep on. Um a quick question, Marin. Can yeah. I can I ask one thing cuz I re- when I read your section I was like I like it seems like in the original the dwarves were a lot meaner, like a lot more st- not meaner but like stern, like they not... they weren't like trying to be Really oh. the dwarves weren't talked about much. I mean, they had Right like
1: in the original story, they don't have the names Disney gave them. They had maybe three right. parts, gotcha. and, but they were not important to the story at all. That's why they And they
2: also yeah. weren't
0: dirty. Like they had a yeah. really
1: clean house. At least I yeah. know. oh interesting.
0: And yeah, they didn't have personalities whatsoever. Yeah. That's why oh, wow. you see
1: here there's really not much about them in the little points I have. And so the dwarfs tell Snow White and I quote, um, if you will keep our house for us and cook and wash and make the beds and suit so- sew and knit and keep everything tidy and clean. You may stay with us and you shall lack nothing. Mm. Um, and so Snow White says, of course, she's happy to have a place to stay. And so she does all of that. The queen finds out that Snow White is alive by, um, once again, she asked uh, I think she asked a mirror and he said Snow White is the fairest of them all. So she, in this, in this part, she doesn't use magic to turn herself into or at least I don't think that's not how I interpreted it. She's it said like she painted herself into an old yeah. Woman. She did makeup yeah. A she good didn't transformation. Make mm-hmm. <laughs> so she turns herself into an old woman by putting on these old clothes and makeup, and she wa- walks to the dwarf's house, and she um basically is selling a uh, what I interpret as a corset to Snow White mm-hmm. yeah. And so she t- Snow White is like really um Snow White lets her come into the house and she lets the queen now as an old woman tighten the put the corset on her and she tights it too tight and snow white dies the book says dies but like she i just interpreted it as her knocking out like it doesn't make sense that she dies because the dwarfs come back so the book says she drops dead the dwarfs come back see that snow white is knocked out takes off the corset and she comes she breathes again and
0: yeah in, uh, in my version it was seen like she suffocated to uh, was on the brink of dying yeah was but yeah tight.
1: in this book it just said like yeah it like she died and i was like that doesn't make sense if they just took the corset off and she came back mm-hmm. so then the witch once again asks the mirror it tells her no it's snow white so this time she gets a poisonous comb brings it to snow white um snow white puts it in either Snow White or the Queen uh, puts it in her hair, and the Snow White is killed again. The dwarves come back, wow. take out the comb, and she comes back alive, which, that's why I was like, I put quotations around killed, because she's not actually dead. Um, <clears throat> then the Queen asks for the third time, which I know this mirror is <laughs> tired of <laughs> answering these questions. He's like, no, it's Snow White. So this time, she decides to make the poisonous apple, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Tori. Does she use uh, magic at this point At this point in the story to make the apple I, poisonous?
0: I think she, yeah, to make the apple poisonous, I think she did use yeah. magic. So, but yeah. my thing is, before you continue, she showed up as the same woman three times. Three times. And, and Snow White was still, I'm like, but then she's seven years old, so I guess. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's what I said,
1: too. She's seven years old, I guess. Yeah. She gets enticed like- easily.
3: Yeah I'm like one thing that's confusing is like why would Disney change her age so much like it doesn't make it it doesn't make the story better mm-hmm. if you make her like 16 like it's like it just makes her look <laughs> dumber <laughs> like if, if it makes sense if she's seven or six like she's a child like that's why she's making mistakes you know.
0: Did they think
3: say the age in the movie.
0: I no, I mean I, I just assume people assume that she's like 14 16. Okay. But um I think they aged her up because then it would have been way too weird for a child to be with seven grown men. Yeah, yeah. So they're like a 14-year-old running out in medieval times is more normal than a 7-year-old, so
1: I guess true. I guess
0: I and guess.
1: <laughs> so, okay, so this time uh, the queen makes a poisonous apples, gives goes up to Snow White, and this time to gain her trust she gives Snow White the red half, the poison side, and gives her half, and the queen or as an old woman eats the white half, which is the non-poisonous side. Um, so Snow White takes a bite and um, knocks out again for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> And I put here, I was like, I know Death Grim Reaper was tired as fuck by now. Like, every time this girl came back. And so the dwarves um, go back to the house, see Snow Wife knocked again. Look, she doesn't have a comb in her hair. She doesn't have a corset on. Um, they bathe her, nothing. She's not coming back. So they decide to put her in a glass coffin because she looked so alive. I think it said, like, her cheeks were still rosy red or something like that, or her lips. And so they didn't want her just bury bury her in the ground. So one day the king's son is riding through the forest when he sees a dwarfs dwarf's house, and he notices a glass coffin on a hill. And once he sees Snow White, he asks the dwarfs um, to give the coffin to him. The dwarf said no at first, but then they, and I quote, had pity upon him and gave him the coffin. And the king's son son called his servants and bid them carry it away on their sh- shoulders who put
0: necrophilia <laughs> me, right? <laughs> necrophilia you want also the, what you and also you saw the dead body of a woman in a glass coffin which is like bring that to my house excuse me
3: <laughs> and also question that's like the first time they meet where she's not even alive yeah. when in this
0: story her. yeah i'm pretty wow. sure wow
1: And so, in this storyline, the servants carry the coffin, the servants carrying the coffin stumble over a bush which rocks Snow White in her coffin and dislodges the poisonous apple from her throat so she wakes up. Prince doesn't even have to kiss her. The prince basically asks Snow White to marry her and she says yes. Wow. Um, (laughs) And. Oh sorry, there's another point there I didn't write. And the queen, and so at their wedding, the queen is invited, and at their wedding, she is forced to dance in red hot iron shoes until she dies. The end.
0: Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little yeah.
1: dark. A little creepy.
0: Uh oh dark. Uh definitely notes of necrophilia. Um <laughs> definitely definitely
3: very more fairy tale vibes. Yes. If-
0: yeah that's um yeah who made the point that she died at seven and it's not specified how long she was dead but it's assumed that she's still extremely young when she wakes up
2: oh i put that in there that i don't i can't remember if she because i listened to two different youtube videos one of them said she died at seven and just kind of was crystallized for Uh at that age but then another one said that she like was still growing while wow, she was that? I don't know. It was
0: okay. very
2: weird. Both of those are creepy. Yeah,
0: very creepy. <laughs> right. Also, like, um, I was looking at some interesting facts. So, this is from a Pitt EDU translation of the original fairy tale by D.L. Ashleman. And in his translator's note, he says, beginning with the edition of 18.9, the Grims added the statement that Snow White's mother died during childbirth, and that her father remarried. In the first edition, presumably the version closest to its oral sources, Snow White's jealous antagonist is her own mother, not her stepmother. And that the poisoned apple is dislodged when a servant accidentally stumbles while carrying the coffin to the prince's castle. In the first edition, the apple is dislodged when a servant, angry for having to carry Snow White's coffin, um wherever the prince goes, strikes the sleeping princess and that's how she comes back to life.
1: That one's kinda funny. (laughs) he hits the So
0: So he was people they were mad that they had to carry this coffin. Um yeah. It's crazy. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then I have like another point that they didn't actually come up with the stories um, they were researchers and often They just collected the fol- folk tales that had been passed out from generation to generation of women telling <laughs> stories to pass the time. Um, in the eighteen fifty seven version, that already re- made revisions. But perhaps the most interesting is that in the first published edif- edition of the story, this is from, I think this is from, v- I don't know which article this is from. Um, um the story in eighteen twelve there is no stepmother. The evil queen is her mom how much scary how much more vivid is the jealousy um also instead of militarying the humans to kill snow white and bring back her organs they say stab her and then she eats her organs but also i found out that uh some one of the additions of the story it's not oh you know what no that's from the russian one ignore me i don't know why my notes were so complicated <laughs> but yeah um Oh, here's some other good stuff. This is from a Blackpool Grand article from the theater. Um, it says, There has also been suggested that the story of Snow White originated from a real-life story of a countess um, and her alleged lover, Philip II of Spain. The countess named Marguerite von Waldick, um was supposedly poisoned at a young age as politics were more important than real love at the time. Another coincidence um, Marguerite had a terrible relationship with her stepmother. Meanwhile, the town countess grew up in Wildungan, um, was also home to a number of copper mines, the workers who were young children, who suffered stunted growth due to malnutrition and poor working conditions. Allegedly, they were referred to as poor dwarves. Um, these findings were published in 1994 by a German scholar named Eckhard Sander, whose book... Um, Snow White is it a fairy tale noted um a lot of these comparisons. So that's interesting. If that's like their origin of it.
3: Right. That is interesting. I wonder if they're like I saw in the doc that there are like other really ancient, like similar um stories. And
0: mm-hmm. it's like I
3: didn't even know it even goes back to like the Greeks. Like that's interesting to me.
0: Mm. Yeah, so Who wants to go first about the different versions that they found? Also, wait, before we do that, comparing the original to, like, Disney, it's really interesting because, like, why did they change it to a heart and not a liver and a lung? I guess it's supposed to be more, like, I don't know, romanticized then? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, I guess guess it sounds
0: more kid-friendly.
1: Yeah, and what made them decide on the poison apple out of the corset and the corset and the comb comb, yeah Yeah, like what maybe because a red apple looks better in a movie you know oh true you know stands out a little bit more than like what a like a clear comb or something like that
0: yeah it makes it very iconic and the fact that you took once this was a great um promotion for Stranger Danger though. Like don't take food for people you don't know. <laughs> Are you gonna end up like Snow White? Like
3: Right. <laughs> and don't answer the door for anybody.
0: Right. Uh yeah. That is really interesting. Um so then we kind of delved into a bunch of different versions of Snow White. As Corey was mentioning earlier that this is not an original story. And so our sources include YouTube videos from Squirrels Bookshelves and A Bit Frank, um, a blog called Keishima by Kitty, an article by Colin Quartermain from Greek Legends and Myths, an article called The Choice of Chion from Mermaids and Mermidrions, a YouTube video from Jen Campbell, a Poke Press article, and a wiki. Okay.
2: Okay, so... I guess I can start with, like, the oldest one, but I don't know which mm-hmm. one's the oldest, because... So, well, I guess the Greek and Roman mythology would be the oldest, I think. Mm-hmm. So, there was this human woman named Kione, or, yeah, I think it's Kione, how it's pronounced. And, basically, she is the daughter of the mortal king Dandelion, Dandelion? And he mm-hmm. was the son of... Lucifer. But in Greek mythology that's not the devil, that's like Venus. Right. So basically she is the most beautiful person, the most beautiful human woman um in the land and she's so beautiful that thousands of men desire her, including humans and gods. So one day Apollo and Hermes or if you're looking at Roman mythology, it's Apollo and Mercury and mm-hmm. they visit earth and they see her and they're like oh she's so beautiful so trigger warning sexual assault just like all these other greek and roman stories there's always sexual assault in them armes decides that he has to have her so he takes his staff and he puts a spell on her to make her fall asleep and then he sexually assaults her and then Apollo comes later that night, disguises himself as an old woman. They don't see why he does this, and he does the same thing, basically. And so later, Kione gives birth to their sons. Um, One is Autolycus Otto, Otto and he is a legendary thief, also the grandfather of Odysseus from the Odyssey, Homer's epic. And then her other son, Philemon, is the son of Apollo. He's just a musician. He's not, like, that famous. So it's said that after this, Kyone's ego became so inflated because of the attention from the gods that she declares that she is more beautiful than Artemis, which is Apollo's twin sister. Artemis is insulted by this, of course, because it's blasphemous and she's a god. So she shoots her in the tongue with an arrow and (laughs) kills her. Damn. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so Kyone's father dandelion is so struck by grief that he attempts to kill himself several times but all of these attempts are unsuccessful his last attempt he tried to jump off a mountain and apollo transforms into a hawk and saves him out of pity wow, wow. <laughs> and so going on from that there's another story that is of celtic origin so that's back from like the iron age and so this is basically the same story as Snow White. There's a jealous stepmother or mother who is jealous of her beautiful daughter. Kind of the same thing. I didn't really go into depth about looking into that one. And then past that, there's an Indonesian Snow White named Sayer Bisari. And she was a the adopted daughter of a merchant. And the merchant basically saw her on a boat and discovered that her soul was tied to a fish. And so if you took that fish out of water, the girl would stop breathing and die. So he adopted her, took her back home with him and kept the fish. And so there in that kingdom, there was this king who married a second wife and she was like one of the most beautiful people in the world. And she had a magic mirror where she asked every day who is the most beautiful in the land. And eventually the mirror starts to say it's Bitsari and i'm sorry sorry, and they're like and the queen is like who the hell is this so she tracks her down <laughs> forces her to come to the castle and work as a servant the queen's logic is if this girl works tirelessly every day she will eventually become haggard and ugly because of the work that obviously does not work that things don't work like that so <laughs> she decides okay i'm gonna burn her face off like wow that's an extreme step up zero to from- a hundred <laughs> yeah So she decides she's going to do that. That, of course, doesn't work. For some reason, when she tries to burn her face, it just magically just won't catch fire. So for some reason, I guess Butasari was tired of the attempts on her life. So she's like, look, if you take this fish, you'll kill me. And so the queen goes and gets the fish, puts it in the locket. Butasari, of course, passes out and dies. And so the queen tells her father, oh, she died from overworking herself. So the father is very grieved and he takes her body and builds a tomb for her. So then one day the queen's stepson realizes that he's in love with Butasari, even though he's never met her. Which it doesn't make any sense to me when I was reading this. And I was like, huh? she's dead? What? Yeah, she's dead. And so he sees a painting of her and he's like, I have to like go visit her. I'm in love with her once again he's never met her just doesn't make any sense so he goes and visits the tomb and this is where it gets kind of funny so the queen kept this fish on her neck in a locket right so mm-hmm. one day the queen was taking a bath and she forgot to take the locket off so the locket got in the water and so already wakes up while the stepson is visiting her and she like tells him what happened and so he's like enraged and he goes kills his mother basically <laughs> what? takes the fish puts it in water goes back to be the sari, and they get married and live happily ever after
1: <laughs> wow okay. that, like, this that's the like,
2: little
3: flavor yeah. i like
1: this one right I'm the gonna say, they should
3: make a movie out of that that would be really interesting yeah that's like the most entertaining one that we've heard like that that one the drama the flavor we like it
2: yeah, and mm-hmm. then the next one, I went out of order by accident, but the guy I was talking about earlier who was a storyteller um, who the Grim brothers kind of took inspiration from, mm-hmm. or allegedly took inspiration from, yeah. um, Gia Batista Basile, or Basile, I don't know how to pronounce Why his, is his last name. name so long? I have no <laughs> idea. He's Italian. <laughs> He's Italian. <laughs> no, the <laughs>
0: Italian people. I'm African-American. My name is too many letters long. I just, yeah. the first word.
2: <laughs> so he had an anthology called uh Penta Marone. there's another name for it but it's very long and it is in italian and i cannot pronounce it so we will be skipping over that um <laughs> so he had his folklore that he collected and one of the stories was very sim- similar to snow white it's called the young slave girl so this one is similar to both snow white and sleeping beauty in my opinion okay so his fairy tales were not actually intended for children because many of them many of them have very flawed characters very dark characters and so in this one there is a woman named lila and she was hanging her out with some fairies and they were like jumping over a rose bush for some reason and then there had a competition to where if one of the like to try to keep the rose petals from falling on the ground so while she's jumping over the rose bush, she notices that one of the petals is going to fall. So she snatches it and eats it before anyone notices. Three days later, she ends up pregnant because she ate huh? the rosebud. Yeah. Uh, Don't know what that's about. <laughs> Don't know what all that's about at all. But yeah, she's pregnant and the fairies are like, oh, yeah, it's because you ate the rose petal. And she's like, OK. And so she gives birth and she and he goes to the fairies to have them bless her child right and so all the fairies are blessing the girl giving her gifts And the last fairy she was so eager to see the baby that she accidentally tripped and twisted her ankle very badly this enrages her so instead of blessing the girl she curses her to die at the age of seven while her mother wow. is combing her
0: hair <laughs> this is crazy because even the fairy tales about fairies like we have now that fairies were like Oh, your fairy godmother! Oh, there's Tinkerbell, but like this is what fairies were originally—were they were they were vindictive little pieces of shit that just put curses on people. Like <laughs> lived, they like, lived in your garden. Yeah, I think
2: originally. You, yeah, they
0: yeah. like lived in yeah, like lived in your garden. But if you fucked with them, they were like, "Oh, oh, it's over for you today."
2: <laughs> wow. That's yeah, I funny. think the original fairies were like evil or something like that, but um, yeah, so. Of course the curse comes true one day while um I'm sorry the daughter's name that Lila has is Lisa. So of course the fairy tale um not the fairy tale but the curse comes true and one day while Lila is combing Lisa's hair the comb gets stuck and and she dies. Now this is where I think that maybe the comb thing in the Grimms brothers tale came from like because mm, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like yeah. Okay. And so Her mother becomes stricken with grief, as of all parents in these stories, they become very, very stricken (laughs) with grief because their child died. The parents who are all pretty
3: useless and just sad.
2: Yeah, basically. So she decides that she is going to put Lisa in seven crystal caskets, like all once, one inside of each other, stacked up or whatever.
0: Oh, like a menorah doll? Like a little Russian doll? Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And so she puts her in these crystal caskets and locks her away in a chamber in the castle she lived in. By the way, Lila is the sister of the Baron of the land. Um, so while she's on her deathbed, because she dies from grief, as all these other parents do, um, <laughs> she tells her brother who's a baron, like, I'm entrusting all my things to you. Here's the key to the room in the back where the caskets are um you know don't go in there just leave her alone so the uncle was like okay i'll do that whatever and so he eventually ends up marrying this woman who is very vain you know some some familiarity to the story (laughs) coming in Mm -hmm. so the woman you know doesn't know about lisa at first in the caskets and one day the baron is going on a hunting trip and he's like i don't know why he tells her not to go in there because she didn't even know about the room but he's like don't go in there Of course she goes Mm. in there because she finds the key and she sees Lisa in the caskets and she assumes that it's the Baron's mistress. Don't know Uh. why she assumed that. (laughs) But she becomes enraged and decides to open the casket and snatch Lisa by her hair and pull her out. (laughs) But when she does this, she knocks the comb out of Lisa's hair, which wakes her up. So Mm. when Lisa wakes up, she asks for her mother and father because, you know, she still has the mind of a seven-year-old even though her body has grown into that of an adult at this time don't know how that happened don't know they didn't even explain how like she was able to still grow but um the wife ignores this cuts all her hair off beats her up till she's not recognizable anymore and then when the husband comes home he's like who the hell is this and she's like oh this is a servant we got from your aunt and so lisa works as a servant or a slave for them for you know a couple months and then one day the king Who's very kind-hearted, not the king, the baron, Who's very kind-hearted. He decides that he's going to go on a hunting trip or like a fair or something like that. And he's like, hey, I'm going to this place. Um, does anybody want something while I'm on my travels? And she asked for a pumice stone, a knife, and a doll. And so he brings that back for her. And so Lisa tells the doll her whole life story, basically. And then she starts sharpening the knife. And she's like, if you don't become a real thing, I'll kill myself. So she does this for three days. The Baron ends up overhearing her telling her life story and realizes, oh, this is my niece. And so he divorces his wife, kicks her out of the castle, um, you know, and then kind of raises Lisa a little more and then marries her off to some handsome prince and she lives happily ever after. Wow. Okay,
0: uncle, for being the only (laughs) adult that (laughs) did shit, right?
2: Exactly. But yeah, while that. researching all these like stories, I found out that fairy tales have like numbers to them. So there's this thing called Arne's Thompson Uther types or the Uther Index. And literally all fairy tales are like numbered because most of them have very, very common in the same elements. Mm-hmm. So Snow White is type 709. And that type is... A story that's characterized by a young woman who has a robbery with her stepmother and the stepmother poisons her and puts her into an enchanted sleep wow, wow. So that and there's, that there's
3: probably <laughs> yeah that means i guess there are probably thousands of stories that yeah. so they have to type them like that yeah
2: wow. like the stories that i just read off this these are not even the beginning there's so many of them like right. i just didn't have time to put all of them and describe all of them but there's like a lot throughout all regions there's an african one there's an indian one like it's just everywhere
0: yeah i actually ended up reading the russian version that i'll go ahead and recap for you i didn't really recap it because it's pretty much the same story but there's a bunch of differences and similarities that i thought was really interesting Mm -hmm. so like um the mother in the original story, it's the mother, and then it was the stepmother, and then in this movie, it's the stepmother. But in the Russian version, is that the king and the queen were so in love, and the king goes on a trip, and the queen is pregnant, and so when he comes back, she gives birth, and then she dies from exhaustion and happiness from seeing her husband, but exhaustion of giving birth. Um, the girl in the story is not named Snow White. She <laughs> She's named something else. She did just call her Princess and so she was actually oh my god i saw this and i was like wow the russian version is the best she's actually engaged to a prince before anything else happened he didn't show up at the end he didn't hop over no fence to go see her and sing with her they were actually <laughs> engaged before any shit happened right they said let's um, let,
1: let's let this make sense first <laughs>
0: <laughs> right russia said we're, we're on the sense train
3: yes um
0: So, uh, not only are they engaged, um, her father does remarry, right? And of Mm -hmm. course this woman is vain or whatever, but it's not a huntsman that the stepmother, uh, sends out into the woods. It's a servant girl. So a servant girl, um, goes to tie, uh, she says she goes to the woods. She, the queen says bring back her lung and liver or whatever. Um, but the servant girl ties her up and uh, so she's told by the queen the servant girl is to tie her up and let the wolves eat her I was like okay <laughs> you're a little yeah. where there's no wolves that day you just, <laughs> just right. die from starvation and dehydration Um, so but the servant girl pities her so she doesn't leave her tied up tightly Um, the prince actually fi- when he finds out that his wife is his fiance is missing he goes out and searches for her I was like well you better come on Mr. Prince right so (laughs) he goes out right he goes out and searches for her um uh, the princess is lost in the forest she finds a place and she's like i think nice people are living here so i'm gonna actually clean up and because i think they'll let me stay right and so of course guess who's there knights seven knights not dwarves these are knights And all seven of the knights fall in love with her because... That sounds like an anime. I'm not (laughs) going to lie. Because this is an anime K-drama also. (laughs) All seven of the knights fall in love with her. And they kind of think they know who she is, but they don't really know. So once they confess their love, she tells them, like, I'm engaged. It's like, oh, okay. She's They respect her. They respect her decision to not be in love with them. And they kind of figure out that she's a princess, right? And so... When the queen finds out, because the mirror the mirror is still a snitch, the um uh the queen finds out that she's alive and the servant girl is threatened with her life, it says, Go give her a poison apple. So she goes gives her a poison apple, she eats the apple, she dies. That same stuff is the same, right? And so the knights they love this girl, she's like a little sister to them, they're fully grieved out. They put her in a crystal coffin, they put her in this cave, right? And so the prince who's still searching for her follows the wind or something and he finds the coffin he breaks it open wakes her up he didn't have to kiss her no necrophilia <laughs> and so um when the couple return to the palace so the queen just kind of falls dead she just falls dead at the sight of the princess because she was sure that she was dead and so i thought that was a really interesting um version that of the story as well
1: better than the, the movie too the movie original probably.
0: yeah right which brings us word. back to like did oh, Disney pick Grimm because they were famous? Cause this is the better story.
3: <laughs> right. All of these stories are better than the what Disney it's like Disney took out everything interesting about the Snow White plot and was just like, here, that's it. Like <laughs> made it bland as like white paper, as as literally white bread.
1: But also, maybe the current that one that they decided to do was more or I guess was more PG. They didn't want to do it the other ways because maybe they didn't think like um, everyone would enjoy a movie like that.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. And I guess that's also why they did a lot of scenes that were so like testing the limits of animation because they mm-hmm. were like, well, we got to make them entertain somehow. Yeah. Have them do a lot of slapstick comedy and stuff that's funny for the 20s, like for the 30s demographic, you know? Like, I don't know seems very much like a... To me, Snow White feels like a tech demo. <laughs> like, that makes sense. Like, for video games, they'll yeah. show tech demos, and the tester, demos are just you know? like... Yeah, she, she was, was just the test. test. <laughs> like, they were like, you know what we should do? Have them do a lot of crazy stuff, and let's make the water look really cool, and let's make them backgrounds look pretty. Like, that's what it feels like. Yeah, it feels mm. like a PS5 tech demo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And so now I kind of want to jump into like the analysis of the movie because as someone who is um, working to be a future educator we always kind of come up with this thing like should I show these movies to our kids like if I show this movie to our kids what would the result be and like like talking about (laughs) boredom complete boredom because like um, another uh, excerpt from this Literacy Worldwide article talks about how like as children grow parents sometimes feel competitive with them so should we be showing, you know, this? He calls it the um a, a pet a, a complex. Um, Freud oh, calls yeah. it the Oedipus complex. It's when um. It says that the mom who can't bear to see her daughter sexually eclipsing her own, um. But while this competition is sometimes harbored by the parent, it's always harbored by the child. Everybody wishes their mother would love them more than she loves the father. Every girl wants her father's attention to stay glued upon her even with her mother so is it right that we show them this movie so they could so they could look at these complex feelings through the movie and I actually put it on their put it on their actual parents does that make sense mm-hmm. like yeah so yeah, it but makes I, sense. yeah but, but i also wonder as a child if i had feelings like this but i mean i guess some kids would but would watching like that's a- oh go ahead nia
3: Oh, no. um, Sorry to interrupt. I just, I don't think kids, I think what really the kids are going to pay attention to is the slapstick comedy. They're going to look at the dwarves and laugh when they, like, do something silly or, like, when they, like, have their moments and I think the kids will like the songs. I don't think the majority of kids will even think that deeply into the plot because there's not much, (laughs) the plot's not, that like, a thick portion of this story, you know?
0: Right. Hmm. This is like really interesting because I don't think Snow White's the, the type of at least Disney Snow White isn't the movie where I think he would get any kind of like you were saying any kind of deep analysis from cuz they were just like yeah. music music animation animation. Yeah.
3: And the songs were long in this movie. Like I know it's oh the like like I know it's the time when musicals and just regular Hollywood was big, but like the songs were twice the length of and they would continue and stop and then it picked up again so it's like hi-ho was like it started and then they took a break and then hi-ho continued and then they bring it back again it's like they bring the songs back several times in the movie so it's like i guess it feels like a stage play right for some people at the time they might have loved that but it's very much not easy to put that on like a soundtrack because you have Hi Ho and then you have dialogue and then you have Hi Ho continued and then you have someday my prince will like it's it, it's interesting that way, but um sorry that was
0: random, but it's just No <laughs> but, it but, yeah. yeah, it's just like the we can't fault the movie for its technicality. Like it's a beautiful thing. It took four years to make, like that's a feat. Like yeah. we have come so far in technology from there. And watching the movie is very pretty, but it's like it has little to no substance like whatsoever like yeah what what are you like people a lot of people say like um, it's like a simple story and I'm like a simple story I don't think there was a story at all
3: <laughs> yeah it's just like, like a, things happen but nothing really it didn't happened. mean anything
0: yeah and there's like really little to no meaning to Snow White but it's also interesting how like the tropes that are in Snow White continue to this day it's like the older woman versus the younger woman trope. It's in almost every Disney movie and I don't know why all our villains are women and Disney princesses. It's just like why can't they be men? <laughs> we need Yeah. We need more male villains in Disney movies. Um instead of like just Marvel. And then there's also like the two-minute meeting of like of true love. This me- like I will I will never cease to get over the fact that this prince jumped a fence. To say hi to this woman. (laughs) It was like, don't run away from me. What do you mean? Don't run away from you. Who are you? You just popped up in my yard.
3: (laughs) That was like her only normal reaction out of the whole movie. Like a man that you don't
0: know shows up and starts singing with you. And you just like, excuse me? Let me run away. Yes. Let me run away back into my house. But also like, what? So this man just happened upon her. Because there was like no... No on-screen of him looking for her, of him searching for her. He just popped back up at the end of the movie and kissed her. I'm like, that's also weird. Also, the one thing that we found the weirdest that we haven't talked about yet was the fact that she was constantly kissing these dwarves. What was that whole whole scene? Like, what was the point of that? If y'all had aged her up from 7 to 14 okay, she's still a minor, she's still a child, because she's definitely Why is not a she, grown woman. Yeah. Why is she kissing these dwarves who she's then infantilized? Because they're just smaller than her. Like, okay, let's throw that off the right. bat because she's 14, and she probably doesn't realize that these are just- they're not just small little men. These are dwarves. These are seven men that could overpower you if they wanted to. And- instead of being cautious of seven strange men she's like "Ha ha, 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 ha. you're so cute i'm like that's a dangerous ass rhetoric to have in a movie that's directed towards children unfortunately exactly. because it's an animation and then they had they had not one but two scenes of her kissing them on their foreheads for fucking like their babies it's like they're right. not
3: babies they're grown men it's yeah it's that's i didn't realize that part until you just said it like The way they, like, and the thing is, it's weird. It's like they aged them down and aged her up. Yeah. Like, for what reason? For what purpose? For no purpose. I don't get it either. Yeah. Like, if if they wanted to make the dwarves, like, actual
0: children, they then just make them children. Like, instead of making them grown men, you know? But see, that's also the Great Depression. So they probably didn't want to put children as minors, that type of imagery, into the film. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, like yeah. there's so many questionable choices
3: <laughs> like, but also that would have been realistic though because they're kids that were working in the mines and kids are right. working in the factories but Like, do you had want to see jobs. something like that during the great depression like <laughs> you, <don't laughs> you pay to watch. i don't them. know <laughs> i guess i guess it also we got to look at through it like through the great depression eyes like mm-hmm. i guess some people mm-hmm. just wanted to look at something pretty like yeah, some right. people didn't want to look at reality because reality was trash so it's like give me something that makes no sense but they're singing and dancing yes I'll take it I guess but, I get
0: it yeah but then also you mentioned that we were talking about this that the people that would have seen this had to be rich so, yeah, so their reality like, were you hiding from <laughs> right what were right. you struggling for in the first place what reality were you hiding from them
3: yeah just, but I guess real... Disney may have thought like foresight that this was going to be big and so I guess in his mind he thought People aren't always, not just rich or well, middle class people are going to be watching this movie, you know, I guess.
0: I don't think Disney had that much foresight. Honestly, I'm not going <laughs> to give that man anything, you <laughs> fucking thief. Um, No, it's just, it's just really interesting because now, because um, a lot of my professors do this because they have children, is that when they, or even to their students, they watch stuff and then they critically look at it, like what is the point what and i'm like i don't know if i could have a critical discussion with children about snow white like yeah. even if i did would they pick up on the nuances that we pick up on because we're adults
3: yeah and i think it's like is it is this movie even worth that like i feel like there's some good if you're gonna pick your 10 like 20 disney movies you're gonna show your child i don't know if this movie makes the cut like i guess oh absolutely we, not yeah, like there's Mine other ones some that are more so but- yeah, like I feel like the kid, like it's not gonna enhance any. This movie's nice to look at if you're an if your kid is an artist and like wants to look at nice art. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also it's but for in terms of like teaching your kid a lesson, this is not gonna be that movie.
0: No, it's not. And I wonder, I wonder when we get to Pinocchio, which is the next one I think on our list. Is that really is good? It's pretty good
3: from what I remember.
0: Yeah, I wonder if the moral lessons that fairy tales were supposed to have would come in now during Pinocchio. Because I wonder if they did this movie, they're like, okay, cool, but how do we top ourselves? Now we actually have to have a plot and story?
3: <laughs> now so we maybe- actually have to make a
0: movie. <laughs> now we actually have to make a movie. So I'm wondering if that's where Pinocchio comes into place. It's, hmm.
3: Yeah. And also, I do think that in terms of plot from the original, Pinocchio already has like a really easily understandable plot about and lesson. Like it's built into the fairy tale. Don't lie. Don't lie. Yeah, exactly. So I agree. I think that'll be interesting next episode, like how it differs and to see where Disney got better. Right.
0: If they did if if they did because even in this one we still got to see the racism because they had slave heads as like faucets and teacups and shit if you didn't see that now you can go rewatch it and find it yeah Tori (laughs) that
3: completely blew my mind I was like oh my god I never even noticed this
0: yeah I saw that as a TikTok until we watched it again and I was like oh now I can't unsee that there's just faces on all the furniture
1: it's like wow what was the point Why did we have to? Right. Why do we have to? No one at this time, when people are watching the film, they're just like, "Oh my God, it's so pretty. Look at these like, um, this drawing that's just moving around." Why did we have to include that?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's just not. It's just not a creation of white supremacy. If we don't, you know, secretly and blatantly put that out there. Yeah, and (laughs) even just like this movie, like
3: I know for my family. Like, my mom and dad sort of, like, canceled out certain Disney movies for me. So, like, mm-hmm. I never grew up on Snow White because they didn't want to put that white, what do you want to call it? Like, superiority of white beauty A standards pale skin in my head. Yeah. yeah, Because yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. the way they use language in this movie is, like, fair. Because fair doesn't just mean fair in the context it means fair like how light your skin is like so there's certain subliminal language that they that they put in this movie because it's a fairy tale but it's a eurocentric fairy tale based off of you know that version of beauty standards and so if you're a black kid watching snow white growing up you think well she's the prettiest of the mall of the mall right Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's like there's that layer to it too
0: Yeah, that's very traumatic. Especially, it's interesting because I'm definitely a Disney kid, but I guess since my mother is very pro-black, I grew—I didn't have that whole "I want to look white" phase, Mm -hmm. which—that's a blessing because that can't be said for a lot of black girls or you know brown girls of color. It's just like, and so then you then you think about like all the other media. It's like we have to search for representation.
1: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. even
0: then, it's the bare minimum. (laughs) Y'all don't even try sometimes. And so, you know, watching uh, Snow White, it's like, I guess I could show it to my kids to be like, look, this was the first animation movie ever. Isn't the music kind of cool? Isn't it kind of pretty? But after that, I don't know they have to watch it again, unless they found some kind of fascination with it. Like, what... Also, who posted these Reddit screenshots? Me. Because <laughs> <In> the- <laughs> I'm looking at some of these reviews, and people are just like, yeah, I didn't like it when I was young, but I love it now. And I'm like, so, huh? Or like, because some it's of these pretty? People- yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, from someone who was just watching this movie and really wasn't thinking about how it came about and its background, if you watch that, then maybe this can honestly be your favorite movie because there's a comment here that it's like um talking about how think about how far filmmaking led forward here sound synchronized to film multi-dimensional cinematography that gave depth live action films had difficulty delivering and it was in color the padding and was allowing uh, audiences to indulge in a new spectacle and also to tell to sell the ideas to other filmmakers who could pay disney company um to make their films blah 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 all these different things i'm not watching it for that and i'm like if you watch it for that maybe <laughs> i can understand how this, this movie could be in your top five otherwise boring uh-huh. as hell.
3: i would not yeah. watch it again I, I agree i feel like you have to be in the technical film exactly. field to uh, to really put this in your top because like like you said like it makes sense like if you're someone who loves animation like exactly, actual yeah. animating then mm-hmm. I can get it, but if it you're someone sense. who's a plot person, for, exactly like, plot
1: wise, <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> it was a ten minute film, a ten minute film made right. into an hour and whatever,
0: right? Yeah, it was not doing what the girls wanted it to do, because like, <laughs> At cause like all. Nia said, like she, how is this Snow White's movie? But Snow White has no personality besides singing to animals. Like, yeah, she like didn't have one redeeming quality. She's
3: like a Mary Sue, but not even a well-developed Mary Sue. She's just kind of there to be there to fill a spot.
1: I will say that, because I went on to look at other Disney, Snow White movies, and I will say mm-hmm. Mirror Mirror uh, with um, Julia Roberts as the evil queen is a is a good one mm-hmm. personally. Like, there's there's some plot in there, even though what's his face is in it, and we're not. <laughs> I'm not going to even address that man right now. Um, the whole that storyline, which was good. When did that movie come out? Is it an old movie? Mm, I, if I had to guess, I would say 2016. But let me look it up. Mirror. Oh, mm-hmm. so it's recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like, um, uh, Mirror Mirror came out in 2012, and it has Lily yes. Collins playing recent. Snow White. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's an actually good movie. Like, that's something I would rewatch. Oh, nice. So the I would say like, I guess if you tweaked it a little bit, Snow White's story isn't that bad but like just with, if you were following this movie, just the basic plot line
0: was not it.
3: Yeah. Agreed.
0: Yeah. I I'm rating um, Snow White a 0.1. <laughs> no. I'll take it back. 0.1. A 1 out of 10. A 1 out of 10 because the technical feat is Amazing. Yeah. After that, the the movie was at the first five minutes of the last five minutes. So that's my rating. What about uh, you, Corey?
2: Yeah, um, it's pretty. You know, you know that phrase: "Beautiful gowns, gorgeous Be- gowns."
0: The Richard Franklin meme. That's how I feel about the movie. beautiful gown. Okay. What about you, Nia?
3: Um, I do give it like for the song because I do like the music. So I'll give mm. it a two point five. Because one for the, one point for the, one point and a half for the animation and one point for the songs.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. I would give it, oh, wow. I'll give it a one. I would give it, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, would I really give it more than a
0: one? I'm like, no. Yeah. (laughs) no, 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 no. Yeah. none whatsoever so yeah that was um our first episode of deconstructing disney yay i'm excited these are definitely going to be super long episodes so we hope you guys enjoy it um a little update we have now opened our tiktok so if you find us under the same name commented we're commented everywhere we literally the first thing we did was capture all of our names on social media (laughs) before uh we started posting stuff but our tiktok and then our um also our youtube page we're also youtube youtube page youtube channel we're gonna start uploading highlights from old episodes so if you want to go back and listen to us just being you know kind of crazy definitely follow us there make sure you follow us on twitter because that's where you'll get a lot of our updates a lot of our interactions i'm so excited about the series um our next pinocchio right yeah. yes yes pinocchio 1940 30. Woo, we three years It took the we did to make movie. <laughs> we did it we did it <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I hope you enjoyed. Be sure to give us a like, a good rating, a subscribe, a share, all that good stuff. Um, um, but until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin I'm I'm, Mia. I'm sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> 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 like, <It's> a <laughs> bye a
3: bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> that was so funny.